0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, Top is sponsored Union by officials Allied have Media a tirade Group. tirade against leaders of the Brexit campaign, European Council President Donald Tusk made clear that the British government must formally notify the EU of its intention to leave before any talks on Welcome terms can to take place. Welcome to the place. Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Says EU need will stay on good terms with but won't fight. rely on basic principles.
1: Good
2: evening and welcome to the Angry and K Show. Coming at you live. I am live and I am local Paul right Jumper, here in at San Diego and AM eleven seventy KCBQ. And that intro and song makes me even happier. Nine, Two hours earlier than More usual. Right here, drive uh-huh. time. Thank you all for joining me tonight and thank you to Craig Sewing for bringing me to this point here to where I'm, I'm with you on drive time. I'm surprised that I opened the show in such a good mood because talk about dynamite, talk about a power load. I thought my head was going to explode this morning when Comey, came before the American people and did what he did today. And I'm so glad that I've got some great people tonight coming on the show to help me break it all down. I got Gil Trotter has been on the show before. It's been too long since she was on. She's going to be here to help me. bring that. She's going to hopefully get me to understand. Maybe she's going to be one of these reasonable prosecutors who would not have dared to bring the case. So maybe she's going to talk me off the ledge and, and, and educate me on why that was a good move on Comey's part. We actually have Congressman Darrell Issa who's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour. He's going to talk about a move that he's made with some legislation to try to ease and help out with the transparency uh, issues that we have with the government. I'm going to have to switch gears and get some laughs into tonight's show. I had to get my girl Della Bede agree to come on because i got to, I got to, in the middle of all this, I've got to find ways to stay happy and upbeat. And that means I also got to get into a little business. And so my guy Kalyan Pokola is going to be here. Not to anchor out uh, the show. Um, so you're going to want to stay tuned. We've got a lot. Extreme carelessness. That's what he said today. Extreme care. Kind of like OJ was careless with the knife, right? OJ was found innocent, right? And I guess Hillary is too. She was, she's innocent. But this time, we got to say rest in peace to the rule of law. The rule of law was was hanging by shreds prior to today. And then we wake up the day after Independence Day and it's completely gone. Because by any reasonable person's definition, we know that extreme carelessness is gross negligence. And on top of Hillary's gross negligence, which is a felony, according to the Espionage Act, we saw some gross negligence on the part of Comey today who didn't do his job. Who's going to hold him accountable? Nobody. He's like Lois Lerner. He's just another unelected hack who gets to retire off the people, the American people, who he threw under the bus today but you know who's who I'm just as angry at today for extreme carelessness it's the voters who led us to where we are today there was extreme carelessness on the part of voters who ignored the fact that we had a candidate running for office who hid his background from us and wouldn't allow us to know what it was we had voters who were careless enough that they didn't even they they accepted the fact that they weren't even allowed to question who he was and why his name, middle name was Hussein. We weren't even allowed to ask any questions about, about that. We had voters who were careless enough that they completely ignored the fact that Obama sat in a pew and listened to a preacher for 20 years. Damn America and white people. We had voters who were careless enough to completely ignore the fact that he said in a book. I will stand with the Muslims should the winds shift in an ugly direction. And he entered, he ushered in that shift by giving a campaign speech as a, as a citizen of the world with the Muslim Brotherhood on the front row. And then we've got voters who were careless enough to reelect him in 2012 after he racked up more death than every president in, in, in history combined on top of fast and furious the IRS scandal left four went and fist bumped in Vegas after four Americans died on a rooftop while the government watched. Trampling, borders, executive orders, overreach. I mean, it, it the carelessness, Reagan said it. And I've been been—I've been saying everything that I just said now for a long time. But you know what? Prior to me, it was Ronald Reagan. He said, we better protect our freedoms. They're just a generation away from extinction. And this is where we are. So today, tonight's indictment is not just of Comey. It's not just of Hillary. It's of the extreme carelessness of the voters that brought us here. Gail Trotter joins me. Gail, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Great
1: to be with
2: you, Andrea. Um, okay. I got to calm down now. I said at the time, <laughs> <laughs> I am angry. And there's so much. Yeah. Okay. So this guy comes, Comey comes before. The American people are so trusting. Okay. Yeah. We've been upset that um, both parties have let us down and betrayed us, but the American people still put trust into the investigative agencies of America. If if not Loretta Lynch, but then at least these oh they're career independent people they're only going to go where the facts lead them to and then he comes out you're an attorney that man laid out today uh, it, it was like it was like an opening argument and he laid out the prosecution case I was waiting for him to say like Jack did and a few good men these are the facts and they are undisputed and then he's like oh wait never mind I'm not going to prosecute what.
1: It really is a shame because Jim Comey is a very good man and a very good lawyer, and I think a lot of people in Washington and around the country, especially those who respected him when he was a federal prosecutor, then he went into private practice, he had a lot of you know, goodwill stored up from his long service and his ethical behavior, and so they thought when he took this on as the director of the FBI, that he would play it straight, and that unlike all of those other situations that you just ran through with Lois Lerner, with the IRS being weaponized, with the Fast and Furious program, with the multiple times that Eric Holder should have resigned for uh, misconduct as the attorney general, including going after James Rosen, the Fox News reporter, in trying to target him as an uh, unindicted co conspirator uh, or unnamed, unrecognized co-conspirator on something. So when you look at all of those prior acts that happened under Eric Holder, the thought that James Comey as FBI director would get to the bottom of this and would, as you said, he laid it all out in this very strong uh public statement that he gave today that he didn't take questions after he gave the public statement it was a huge disappointment for those who believe in the rule of law who do reject the idea that laws are only for the little people and that the powerful and the elite and the well-connected in this country do not have to be subject to the same laws that the rest of us have to be subject to. It is not a way to run the country. And I think that this statement by the FBI, after following through with this investigation, he laid it all out in his statement, and then to come to the conclusion that a reasonable prosecutor would not press charges in this case, and to say, in the view of the FBI, that they were going to express to the Department of Justice that no charges are appropriate in this case, is just astonishing.
2: Well, it's certainly not reasonable because anybody who's reasonable would know that when you've just stood up there and told her that there were 50 threads with classified information, you've already made your case, right? Uh, when he says that there was no intent, well, first of all, those of us who have been, have been paying attention, and I guess he thought he was—I guess he was just assuming that the Mar- uh, majority of the American people haven't bothered to pay attention. But those of us who have paid attention know that under the Espionage Act. That you don't have to have intent. Right. All you have to your job as a government official, as secretary of state, and what you agree to when you sign a document accepting the job is that you will protect national information related to national defense. It doesn't even have to be marked classified at the time. You just have to have a reasonable you have to be speaking of reasonable. Understand that if you're getting emails that have to do with the whereabouts of operatives, it's classified. But oh, by the way, they were marked classified. He even says there, there, there was he didn't mention the SAP, but we all know. No, that there was uh, there was the most uh, the most classified the most highly sensitive information is the SAPs and though were those were on there he then he insults our intelligence even more when he says that there was no evidence of obstruction while he's sa- just said mm-hmm. that they deleted it i mean it's laughable right because The fact that the lawyers pulled through this information,
1: and they decided what they were going to do with it, and then they wiped the servers. And you remember that uh, video that was going around of Hillary being very cute about, well, what do you mean, wipe? Wipe like with a cloth? And it was just this sarcastic response that was, you know, just belying the whole defense that she has put up that first that none of the information was marked classified. Well, Comey batted that down today in his statement. They, they have shown that some of it was marked classified at the time. And a really important point is that they believe, and Comey said this today, that they think it's possible that hostile actors gained access to Secretary Clinton's personal email account. So they didn't have specific evidence. But given all of the surrounding circumstances of how it was set up, the fact that it was not secure, that it was not even with a commercial account like Gmail, which we all know is hackable. We've seen that on many celebrities and seen that with politicians before as well. So Comey went out there and said even in this statement that they think it's possible that, you know, foreign governments, enemies, uh, people that that want harm to come to Americans across the world probably had access to this information. And this was something that she said. So all of her defenses, one of them also was that she set this home brew server up for personal convenience. And something else that came out today in James Comey's test or statement to the public was that there were multiple servers. There were multiple devices. And like you said, she paid someone to set this up. It was not something that was easier. It was not something that was cheaper. was something that she did in order to avoid FOIA requests and possibly, you know, with all of the information that we have about the Clinton Foundation, what was going on with that that she felt like she had to keep private from uh, FOIA requests or any type of oversight, transparency, scrutiny?
2: And this whole thing about intent makes me crazy because, you know, he's trying to rewrite the law there as though, um, first of all, as we already said, you don't have to have intent for the Espionage Act. And then he's trying to act as though unless she changed her name to Natasha and went and met with some Russian Putin under a streetlight at 3 a.m. That it doesn't mean that she broke the Espionage Act, and but but if you are going to go with intent, I say that she did show intent because we know in emails that Huma had said to people, well, don't email now because the security is down. I'll tell you more later. So they in, they continued this to me at that point. If if not even before, that's willful intention. They know that the security system is broken. They know that people that it's bad, they know that they're jeopardizing um, security secrets at that point and they and, but they continued that was yeah, willful.
1: And last August, I made this very important comparison between Hillary Clinton's emails and the sailor who had taken photos inside a submarine, and he had taken the photos. There was absolutely no evidence that the photos of the inside of the submarine had been shared with anyone, that he had any intent to share it with anyone, let alone that it was hackable by hostile agents, like James Comey said probably happened with Hillary Clinton's email server. This Navy Sailor, he was found out because he had tossed his cell phone into a landfill. Someone found the cell phone, downloaded the photos, but there was never any evidence that he actually transmitted this information, this classified information to anyone. It wasn't even the SAP level. It wasn't top secret. It was classified. It was lower than some of the uh, evidence that they can show that was on Hillary's server, and he was charged with felonies and misdemeanors. He ended up pleading guilty last month for one of the uh, offenses under the Espionage Act as well. And he faces up to 10 years Mm -hmm. in prison. So if you're a little guy who's a sailor, you take some photos because you're bored on the submarine, which is wrong. You shouldn't do that. You're told not to do that. You face up to 10 and how they originally charged him, he could have faced up to 30 years in prison. And Hillary Clinton, she doesn't even have a day in court. Yeah. And
2: not only that, but you know, he one of his arguments today was that, well, we don't have, there's no historical precedent here. Oh, so she gets to walk because she's not a low level guy, because she's not a little sailor. It's almost as though his argument was that she was almost too big to prosecute. We don't have any historical precedent of anybody at her top level committing this kind of graft and this kind of treason and traitorous behavior, so therefore we can't prosecute? I mean, I, it was it was shocking. I'm still shocked to even think about that. And then even worse, the calculation behind all of this and the obvious collusion that went on stinks more than his speech. What were they doing? She, this in, in interview that she had for three hours on Saturday, my family can't even get through a, hand, a game of hand and foot cards in the little amount of time that she was there with them. They were probably all sitting around watching a movie. I mean, that was not a legitimate okay. interrogation i mean how stupid do these people think we are well, i and they did the interrogation just it was saturday right it's, yeah so
1: it's like three days ago that makes no sense if you're asking hard-hitting questions then you're gonna have to have time to follow up on it you don't you don't have uh, interrogations or a questioning uh time when you get together and you question somebody who's under investigation and then three days later said oh No reasonable prosecutor would would file charges on this. We're recommending to justice that they not file charges. Anybody who's had any involvement in law enforcement would think, especially a a case of this magnitude, would think that's just ridiculous. You follow up on what you learn from the questioning yeah
2: they obviously think we're really stupid i would love to can can i ask you to stay over i'm going to take a quick break because i would love to get your opinion on how you think that this might play out politically because half the people seem to think that this will hurt hillary and then these other half of the people think this is gonna you know she's skating hillary's good and this actually might have even propelled her forward uh to winning the election in november if you can stick around i would love to get your perspective on that Yes, happily. Okay. All right. We're going to be right back. So don't go anywhere more with Gail Trotter on the other side of the break. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer.
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. you Hi, my name is Colleen Fokula, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokela Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Fokula Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com.
2: The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com.
3: Convenient, home-style recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero
0: Mexican food. We get it, too.
3: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you with me, and I'm glad to have Gail Trotter with me, attorney as well as political analyst. Um, Before I get into what you think the fallout might be for the non-fallout on Hillary, why not a grand jury or special prosecutor?
1: Right. Well, they're trying to duck that as much as possible. The Republicans in Congress are trying to call for it, but they are being tarred with the image in the media of being partisan because You know, Hillary Clinton is the first woman presumptive nominee of a major ticket, and this is all just part of the vast right-wing conspiracy Mm -hmm. to smear her, and the media has all ginned this up despite her record level of untrustworthiness. I mean, you had Bill Sapphire 10 years ago, or more than 10 years ago, calling Hillary Clinton a congenital liar, and he was a liberal columnist. So yeah. this is something that has nothing to do with Donald Trump or the current presidential election or race, but it's something that goes to the very core of Hillary Clinton's character.
2: Well, speaking of character, I mean, everybody's like, Comey's a good guy, but to me, a good guy does what's right, Gail, and it's like, I just, uh, you know... That's why it's so shocking. Is it, you know? it's so start-
1: shocking. Well,
2: there's starting to be allegations of bribes, there's allegations of threats that maybe this guy was scared he was going to be fostered, you know, like Vince Foster. Um, I just think that uh, the word was is that i think that there was pressure obviously we're, we were not on that plane with uh, lynch and with clinton but i think it was really clear that they were not going to prosecute and ba- basically his career was on the line and basically he he towed the line uh, of the administration um is there a statute of limitations a lot of people are saying is it it's not over trump wins the election in november we've got a new ag um she's still it's not over for her what do you think about that
1: Well, Trump said he would continue to push for an investigation of her, and I am sure that if he were elected, he would not let it go, because he is very principled on that possibility, because he realizes that American lives were at stake. A big part of his campaign has been talking about Hillary Clinton, not only with the email possibly jeopardizing agents that we had overseas, or, or friendlies in those countries, who gave us support at risk of their own lives, but also her complete abdication the night of September 11, 2012, when four brave Americans died because there was no response from the woman who said that she would be there at three a m to answer that phone. well, this, and how that, was she,
2: think, yeah, excuse me for interrupting and and how was she going to supposedly be able to get a security security clearance with what she's done? If nothing else, if nothing else, the woman should be disqualified from being able to run for president and commander in chief, right? Because she could it, nobody else, no other reasonable person would be able to get a security clearance after after this review, right?
1: Yes. And that's where you end up, I think, coming down. You ask, how is this going to play out in politics? Does this help her to have this cloud removed from her or does it hurt her? And I think that this will redound to Donald Trump's benefit because people feel like the fix is in. They feel like she, like the Clintons always have, got a pass for doing things that the rest of us would be behind the slammer if we did the same things, that they have done over and over and over remember Bill Clinton he was actually found guilty of perjuring himself he lost his law, law license plenty of people have gone to prison for that kind of obstruction of justice and you know lying under oaths it is not an unusual thing but because they are the Clintons they're inoculated from that kind of consequence. And you might have noticed in Comey's uh, speech today, he said something to the effect of, we're not saying that she shouldn't face any consequences. You know, individuals are often subject to security or administrative sanctions. But this underscores the point that you're making right now. If she becomes the president of the United States, she will get the security clearance. She will not have any administrative or security sanctions by virtue of her office.
2: Wow. Wow. Bernie Sanders supporters are really, speaking of implications, they're hot today. They're warm. They're so mad. And I'm really, I, I, although part of me is is excited at the prospect that they may decide to come on the Trump train, you know, because they're right. so disgusted by the situation. But I, I'm thinking back and I'm thinking, how dumb were they? How dumb was that Bernie Sanders to say in the first debate, you know, nobody cares about your blank emails, Hillary. I right. guess now they do, Right.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. And I think that he at that time made a tactical decision. That was something he had thought about ahead of time. It was not a, a spur of the moment response to that question. He knew that question was coming. He made a calculated decision. He didn't want to fight that battle with her. So you could go back and say, well, did that help him? Because it, it, it took that off and he he was able to run against her from a stronger position than he would have if he had mm-hmm. seemed like he was pulling along with the Republicans. Republicans and, and bashing her for something that many people were trying to make out as just a partisan issue. So it, it's hard to know looking back at that. But I think going forward, this probably will help Trump because it understands underscores his campaign message over and over again about the cartel, about the Washington elite mm-hmm. and about the fact that he is an outsider and he's going to shake things up and he's not going to tolerate this type of, you know, complete disavowal dis- disorganization <laughs> and uh, willful, I would say even willful disregard of our national security,
2: willful disregard of a national security and the rule of law. And that's part of why, uh, That's part of why the American people gave uh, power to the Republican Party, which included Democrats and independents in 2014, because they saw President Obama trample the rule of law with his executive orders and amnesty. And they and and the American people still care about the rule of law. And I think that's one reason why people were so shocked and so angry today. They expect Hillary Clinton to continue to do what they do, what the Clintons have done for many years, corruption. They expect it now from Obama after seven years of it. But people still had faith, like they still have faith in the military. They still have faith in our investigative bodies because they hadn't considered to be politically corrupted yet until today. I got to leave it there. Thank you so much for being here, Gail Trotter. I appreciate Always it. Always great to be with you, Andrea. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going to talk to Congressman Daryl Issa. We're going to get his response to Comey's statement today and also something that he's been working on to restore transparency to government. So you're not going to want to miss this interview with Congressman Daryl Issa on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer.
3: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
0: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
5: 15 freeway southbound right around El Cajon Boulevard in accidents now said to be clearing, but traffic is a little bit extra slow in the area. 94 freeway eastbound at the 125 two-car crash earlier conversation about the things that matter most with the people who make a
0: difference and that includes you the mark larson show tune in to the mark
3: larson show weekday mornings six to nine i'm richard Turner john am 1170 the answer you're listening to the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer
2: Welcome back to the Andre K. Show. Glad to have you I'm all Peter's here with me. Washington. I'm, I'm really Donald glad and excited and honored to have my next guest with me. It's his first time on the Andre K. Show. It's Congressman Darrell is Issa from right here in San Diego. Great. Welcome to the Andre K. Show.
0: thanks for having me on. And uh, 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 to the earlier segment. Yeah, and,
2: you know, people put a lot of confidence in President Obama back in 2000. In he spite of the fact that he really Clinton had very little, of uh, if any, record of achievement or any background to justify to becoming president of the United States. The and one of the things that won him a lot of confidence was That's transparency and the Comey rule of law will be the hallmarks. Of of my administration, and, and I've thought about server. that so many times On over Wall the last uh, seven years, and I thought about it this morning. When, um, uh, of course, you know, lack of transparency, and, of and you know, Hillary Clinton deleting all the emails, hey the obstruction is and of justice, Texas. all that's Lately, in play I've here. And I thought about it so much when Comey came to the programs. microphone programs. and laid Liberty Liberty out all the evidence. Largest Christian
1: university
4: with only to students studying around the world. Oh, well, never mind. We're not going to prosecute your reaction. While there are a lot of universities who jump into online education he laid out the indictment of education. and then with instead of punting it over to the Department actually of Justice
0: and letting them their and say they program, like my going to actually Morgan from Nashville I did uh, it I
4: actually got my degree from Liberty, Liberty University wrong. two degrees uh, actually not only statute, has this
5: process taught, taught me
3: self-discipline
5: i also
4: learned that it is never too late to fulfill dreams and I did it
5: online I did it and
4: you can too
5: call Liberty University now at 800-424-9555 800 14495 or, so uh, uh, or visit the it, it was reckless because when you online. see secret Lexical, and you receive a document, you don't send liberty it back, University you don't keep online. moving those kind of documents around. You immediately realize you can't send those out on an unclassified network, uh, and yet they did it a hundred times.
2: Yeah, and in fact, not only does there not have to be intent, um, but there also doesn't even have to be markings of classification because the Secretary of State I, I would imagine her being supposedly this brilliant woman who studied in Wellesley or whatever. You see an email come across that has like locations of operatives that was supposedly were in the, you, you've you got to have it marked classified to know whether or not to, to send or receive it. That's one reason why the Espionage Act does not have, it specifically says it doesn't have to be marked because it just has to be related to national defense and they not only knew it, there were actually even points in which the server in the system was down and they still continued uh, to send emails. Um, So, yeah, and I was particularly aggravated with Comey doing the part of Congress because wasn't it Congress who actually drafted the Espionage Act and specifically left intent out? So basically what he did was your job today and deciding whether or not she should be prosecuted.
5: Well, uh, he deeply disappointed me. Uh, I thought I was disappointed when he told me he couldn't unlock an iPhone without uh, ordering somebody else to do it. Yeah. (laughs) The technology should be better, but I don't hold him as a technologist. But when it comes to understanding the law uh, and the limits of power, I just want to share two things with you. One is when he was before our committee in that Apple iPhone case, and I said to him, you know, look, you're pushing to do something that's never been done, you're you're trying to get an order to force somebody to invent something to help, you know, to help your needs, uh, and it's not time of of declared war. They're not in the military. They're not felons. Uh, how do you base that? He said, No, no. It's for you guys to figure out where the limits of the law is. It's for me to attempt to prosecute uh, the law to do my investigations. If he had used that same mm-hmm. zealous. Uh, determination and said, look, it's not my job to figure out whether she's guilty or innocent under the law uh, in, before 12 men and women. It's my job to determine whether or not she showed this reckless disregard, whether she mishandled classified information knowingly. And she did. He could have turned it over and he'd been a hero. Tonight, he's not a hero. Uh, and I'm deeply disappointed because, the, and I told you there are two things. There's a sailor right now who took a picture of a, a door on a, on a nuclear uh, ship that was classified forbidden. And then he threw away the phone. Somebody found it. He didn't know. They they opened it up, unlocked it, if you will. And that picture became public. He's being prosecuted. He's looking at six years. Wow. Yeah. Every day in America, government contractors, private citizens, soldiers, sailors, and Marines – face losing their commissions, losing their enlistments, losing their jobs, and sometimes losing their liberty over much less reckless behavior. What do we say to them?
2: Well, yeah, I don't know. In fact, since 2009, I guess seven people were charged under the Espionage Act, and uh, five of them got jail time. So I don't know what to say to the American people, because they're, the DOJ people expect the Clintons to be corrupt. Honestly, after after you know the last forty years with the Clintons, um, people have lost a lot of faith in in government, in in terms of Congress. No offense, um, but when it comes to our investigative bodies. The FBI, they had faith. They had faith in the notion that these guys were career people, independent, and that they were only going to go where the facts lead. I'm expecting uh, the Republican Party to take the White House in, in 2016. At least I'm praying for it. How can how can the Republican Party, how can we restore faith in all the agencies in America? We had these horrible reports about the DHS in, in Orlando after Orlando, and they had to take jihad and, and it, all the common sense ways to fight terrorism out of the DHS. How does the Republican Party restore faith in these agencies as well as every aspect of government?
5: What you do is rebalance the law. And there's, a, there's some simple ones. Uh, some of them have fancy names like Chevron, uh, which is where the courts today have a bias toward assuming that the administration is properly interpreting a law. Rather than interpreting the law and say saying to the administration, no, they, the Congress didn't give you that power. You can't make this regulation, etc. That we can do that by a legislative change. We have one. It's coming up for a vote. The president threatened a veto. It's critical that we not back down, and we bring it up again and again until it becomes law. Uh, A a few weeks ago, actually a little over a week ago, the president signed something that I know he didn't want. He didn't want to sign. It was an expansion in the Freedom of Information Act. Mm. And Republicans and Democrats came together uh, because people on the left distrust their government every bit as much as people on the right came together and expanded the powers of the Freedom of Information Act, a half-century-old law, to put more teeth into it now it will help. But there were things left sort of on the clipping floor in that legislation, like if the government doesn't give you something you're entitled to and you have to sue them, you should be able to recover your cost Mm -hmm. if you prevail for the fact that they didn't give you what they were supposed to. Certainly the other way around, the government always takes it. So those are things, some done, some more that need to be done. But in a nutshell... Congress, and I have as low an opinion as con- of Congress as, I- as you do, and the American people do because we haven 't done our job, which is we are ultimately one side of a teeter totter. the Supreme Court sits in the middle and they try to balance what they see, but the actual weight on both sides of balancing the powers of government belong to Congress and the executive branch, and i 've served now with three presidents uh, as a uh, uh, congressman and two more three more i guess uh... as a or four more as a uh... as a member of the military first enlisted an officer and i'll tell you i've never seen a commander-in-chief a president not try to take more power every one of them including ronald reagan did mm-hmm. it is our job to protect the american people from the growth unnecessary and unreasonable growth of the executive branch if we do our job then congress deserves respect if we don't then our republic could be lost.
2: Well, I like what you do. I like what you're doing or, or did with this with this FOIA um, law because one of the things that we saw after he promised transparency and the rule of law would be the hallmark of his administration, what we saw whether it was with Fast and Furious, IRS, or, or Benghazi, or even this, we saw delays, stonewalling, and you know what angered me so much about Hillary Clinton deleting all those emails? Those were my emails, Congressman. Those were the public's emails, and every bit of every piece of work whether it's in an email or hard copy form that's the american people's work product and we have a right to see it and know what is going on in every aspect of our government and so thank you for for trying to expand that even if it's not perfect at least it's something and you know god bless judicial watch and other people that have the funds at least to go to court and try to force uh, the obama administration to 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 um, provide us what is what is rightfully ours to see and to know about what's happening. So thank you so much for for the work that you're doing, and thank you for being here on the Andrea K. Show.
5: Well, thank you for having me, and keep keep up the fight. We will we will win. We will save our union.
2: Awesome, thank you. Alrighty, okay, we're gonna shift gears once again. We're gonna take a really skinny, tiny little break, and we come back. I gotta talk to my girl Della B. Ooh, I gotta bring it down. I gotta get some laughs going on here on the Andrea K Show. Thank you, Congressman Darrell Issa, for being here. And thank you all for joining me. Hey, did you guys know this is my first hour at the six o'clock drive time time slot? Thank you for joining me on the Maiden Voyage, and thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Be sure to
3: follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E
2: want to start living better, longer, LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help
3: You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Ooh, hello! Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. You first-time listeners, you may not know what that music means, but I do. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, Miss Della B. I'm having such a good time. This is my first week on the six o'clock hour drive time, baby. Thank you. So, what's going on? With- That's right. Break up the log jam that's happening right now in the 15. day Oh, yeah, we are. It, you know what? We're Venezuela, except we haven't started eating our dogs. And let me tell you, we go that route. And nobody better be messing and coming after my baby Bo, although he is yummy. But, yes, that's how close we are to be, to being Venezuela.
4: The word on the street is that Pinky, Lisa Vanderpump of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, may not be signing for Season 7. <gasps> What? She is tired of negative vibes
5: okay.
4: and being ganged up on primarily by Lisa Renna. And so, she's she's busy. She's busy because she wants to focus on the meat trade in China, you know, because yeah, uh-huh. she loves sarcanine. canines. You know what?
2: Now that OC is back, you know what? I, I'd be happy to say goodbye to to Vanderpump because, honestly, you know, I'm getting a little tired of them up there. They, they're getting a little old. They're almost as old as their actual years that they've been alive, okay? So, anyway...
4: Well, the, if you did that, then the spandex market will go, out, you know, <laughs> go down. Yeah. Well, in the, fact, that you, woman, she—I love her. I uh-huh. love Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, she, but she, she can barely walk for the spandex, holding her skirt
2: together. Yeah, she looks like she's wearing at least five pairs of Spanx. You know what? But I've been seeing some commercials lately with Jiggy. He's—he's he's the real star of that show, anyway. You know, uh, he is. I'm, but I'm back on the OC now.
4: Yeah, I love the OC. So
2: what's happening?
4: Well, on the OC.
2: No, what else is happening? Oh, in what Obama? else is
4: happening? Well, okay, so the reason I brought up Harry Belafonte with your your drive time thing there is because at the BET Awards the other night, actor, activist, mm-hmm. African American, and half Swede, Jesse Williams, who plays a doctor on long-running Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. was given an award by the BET, the Humanitarian Award, mm-hmm. uh, for his um, humanitarian, like, social justice stuff that he does when he's not acting. You know, he shows up. Yeah, he's up Mr. In,
2: Black Lives Matter.
4: Yeah, he shows up in Ferguson. Well, he went He went on a toot there. Mm-hmm. And amongst mm-hmm. other things, he made me very much ashamed to be white
1: <laughs> because
4: because he said that that we're, and that would be the, him and the audience, which it, it's the BET, the Black Entertainment Network, uh, they're done watching and waiting while the invention, that is whiteness, uses and abuses us.
2: Yeah, I, th- I heard about him last week. In fact, he actually got my last week's Fool This Week's Tool award last week because he went on to talking about something about um, white people wearing him like a piece of fruit or something. In fact, I had to compare him to Damon Wayans back in the day on In Living Color you know, he was, the, he was the parolee who liked to talk, you know, let me proctologize. <laughs> you know, I mean, the guy... And then I hear today something about like a petition. Yes. So now there, there's actually two positions. One is
4: fire him. Mm-hmm. He needs to be fired. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other one is he was like, brilliant. So Shonda Rhimes, who's the producer, writer of of, uh, basically who he thinks he works for, uh, is, you know, uh, she's African-American. She's brilliant in what she does and everything. But she's basically said, you know, ain't going to be none of that.
0: Mm -hmm. And
4: so but these people are saying, if you can fire Isaiah Washington, Dr. Burke, because he made a gay slur then why can't you fire him for basically um, doing hate and racist speech against white America? Who basically is, the, I believe, the audience of that show, So, but she ain't having Well, well I, it
2: used it to be the audience of the show. I don't know who actually even watches it anymore. I mean, when was the last time anybody even heard about Grey's Anatomy? In well, fact, she probably hired him and probably paid him to do that, just to bring some attention to that maybe. that tired old dog, okay? That's, that, that, that show thing. is such a dog that they wouldn't even eat it in Venezuela, okay? I mean, That's how tasteless that old dog is
4: exactly i quit watching it when they when izzy was going to do surgery on a deer that got hit in the parking (laughs) lot i was like i am out of here
2: yeah it's gone from mcdreamy to mcstinky okay be gone with yourself chanda rhymes
4: yeah yeah so anyway and and then okay i've been predicting this all year dance maven Abby Lee Miller went into federal court in Pittsburgh last Monday and pled guilty to bankruptcy fraud and money laundering. Uh, and she is going to be sentenced in October. Um, she faces a five million dollar fine and up to five years in federal lockup. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, she is the producer, of the the Dance Moms lady that shrieks at all the little girls and tells them to keep their crying for when they get to their pillow. Mm-hmm. So Miss Abby's going to go probably to alderson which is where martha stewart mm-hmm. spent her time and she's going to probably cry in her pillow
2: well yeah she maybe she'll take up crocheting and knitting you know like like martha stewart did you know i don't know i mean uh, martha became kind of a hit you know in in the prison we'll see if abby lee does but mm-hmm. here's the thing and then i got to let you go because i got to keep it brief i got i, I got to move on here but um how dumb is she you know martha stewart it was completely railroaded she actually didn't even go to jail for even the crime that she was allegedly exactly. accused of it was that she made a misstatement in in an investigative interview abby lee basically filed for bankruptcy and then flaunted newfound wealth in everybody's faces including the judge so i have no sympathy for abby lee to be honest with you none he whatsoever
4: didn't intend. uh-huh didn't intend and when you get pulled over on the 15 or the five Mm -hmm. you tell the officer
2: i didn't intend that's right. I didn't notice. Yeah, I was, I was just, just I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was careless. Sorry, I was sorry careless. I was careless and I drank, you know, a quart of vodka and mowed people over and they all died. Sorry, I was careless. See, now we have, just like Bill Clinton told us that, you know, taught America that you can lie under oath and that, y- you know, there's nothing wrong with lying. Now, you know, we now have the Clintons teaching America that, you know, you're, you're have intent is a way to avoid prosecution for crimes you can go out and commit crimes now and just say hey i didn't intend to i didn't intend to well i i, I wish that i didn't have to intend to let you go della but i gotta get out i love you baby thanks for being love here you. you know who else i love I love business. I love my guy Kalyan Pokkala from Pokkala Law. Every Tuesday now, I'm going to have my spotlight on San Diego business because, you know, I got to, I always do business on Tuesdays anyway. And so here to celebrate business with me is Kalyan Pokkala. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show.
6: Thanks for having me, Andrea.
2: Hey, did you know, Kalyan, that today is uh, National Bikini Day?
6: I did. Mm-hmm. I did. And God bless the inventor of the bikini.
2: (laughs) We actually have in San Diego. We've got a lot of... clothing manufacturers here I mean San Diego is not just a surf town we've got a lot of entrepreneurs here we've got a lot of um surf clothes and a lot of bikini you know makers and swimwear is uh, on top of the surfboards and so um congratulations to them what's what's surprising to me I'm all about the free market but you know it's that time of year where I actually late and actually going out and buying my bikini but it baffles me that I've got to spend two hundred dollars for what is now you know basically not even a yard of fabric Pretty much.
6: Well, I mean, it's just that's just you know you know this is the standard of, of fashion these days. They're getting smaller and smaller and getting more more expensive. And you know what? You got to love those profit margins.
2: Well, yeah, and I and I'm hoping that, that a lot of them stay here. You know, what tends to happen with a lot of the manufacturers in San Diego, whether it's bikinis or whether it's you know uh, tiles for your flooring, there a lot of them are moving the manufacturing down to the maquilladores in Tijuana because they can't afford the cost of business. Here in California. Absolutely. And so, you know, um, that's something that affects your clients. Uh, so, you know, um, w- one of the so many different regulations that are affecting things today, primarily in regards to labor. And we got all we've talked about this in the past and it was very confusing. A lot of questions coming in about these regulations that have to do with pay. And right. I, and one of which has to do with classifying people, whether um salary versus non-salary people, right? And people, yeah. businesses were declaring people salary to avoid paying them overtime, And then the government came in and said, uh. where are we at with that?
6: Well, so basically it's been about, you know, about a month or so. But the thing is, I'm only getting more and more calls about this from business owners who want to know what's going on with the new OT laws. And so the new OT rules were basically they were changing kind of the amount that an employee could make before they'd be considered exempt from overtime pay. You know, and as a salary employee, I guess the benefit is you know exactly how much you're going to get paid, but you're going to work more than 40 hours in a week, and everybody understands that. Now, before it used to be $23,452 in annual income. That's not a ton of money, but you could be considered exempt if you made anything more than that. But starting on December 1st, if your annual income is more than that, then, you know, you're going to be eligible uh to collect ot and starting december 1st if your annual income is less than forty-seven thousand four hundred seventy-six dollars you're going to be eligible to collect over time if you work more than 40 hours a week mm-hmm. so one of the things i'm doing with my clients is i'm sitting them down and i say hey we have two choices okay one you give a raise to your employees if they're really close to that amount and then you don't have to change any of the ways that you're doing business or the other you're going to have to watch like a hawk and have your workers work just 40 hours a week and don't allow them to work overtime unless you're prepared to pay for it.
2: Yeah, um, the, those are really the only options, right? What other regulations it, it, besides um, the overtime are affecting pay?
6: Well, OT is one of the big ones. Uh, family leave, you know, in terms of what family leave is, I mean, it's that very was a new one businesses.
2: that was in. Yeah, that was a new one that was in in the papers recently. It was the family right. leave.
6: And one of the things that, you know, and it's maternity leave and paternity leave and all these things, and, you know, one of the things that resonates in this country is the cost of childcare is just going through the roof. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'd be nice if we could figure out some way with Congress to kind of give some sort of uh, kind of tax break to, you know, normal Americans that, you know, they can spend less of their, their money on child care mm-hmm. uh, or at least get a little bit of a tax break because, you know, Child care is going through the roof and salaries aren't aren't going up anywhere near at the same rate.
2: Wow. And,
6: you know, happy employees, my you know, my, my best my best clients, the ones that run the most successful businesses, have employees that don't when they come to work, all they have to worry about is working. Right. Uh, they're not worrying about childcare or healthcare or anything like that. hmm And that's what Well, yeah, well,
2: yeah, that is. Well, that's the best thing for employees and I have to worry about those things. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes we're we have to worry about those things because not every employer can provide. All of that for everybody, so one of the things that i 'm hoping that we we do is have have a government that has that eases the regulations and the burdens because sometimes over regular well all the times in my opinion over regulating business only ends up hurting the very employees because the more expensive you make it for somebody to have to you know uh pace like the um workers comp the the more expensive you make it in terms of a cost of hiring somebody, the fewer people they're going to hire right
6: right. No, it's absolutely true. I mean, in some ways, it makes sense. I mean, you know, this $23,000 is not a lot of money, and raising it makes sense. However, raising it in one fell swoop and almost doubling it, that doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, you know, they should have phased this in over time, mm-hmm. and obviously, it seems like it's political because they didn't want to have something where the next administration would just repeal it
2: mm-hmm. or slow
6: it down. Uh, and But this is just the reality of business today. And there are a lot of costs either pushed on us by the government or Mm -hmm. by somebody else or local municipalities, and we have to try to do our best to make sure it works.
2: Right. Well, thank you for helping people out there deal with all this because, you know, I love business and, you know, we, we are drowning in debt as a country and we got to get the economy back rolling. And one of the ways that we can do that is by, you know, dealing with these regulations and the cost of doing business and having people like you help, help the business owners themselves with it. So if you're listening right now and you got a business, call, call you on Pocola from Pocola Law. And happy National yeah. Bikini Day.
6: And happy National Bikini Day. I do on-site <laughs> consultations as well. So I can meet with your, you and your managers. And we can do it in person and in the seminar will just go over all the things that we need to do to get the rules and make sure that they don't affect you in a negative way. Make sure that your business in compliance, because you don't want to deal with a lawsuit down the line right. for someone looking for missed wages. Because awesome. that's the biggest
2: thought. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again. Have a great night, call you. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, so last week's fool, this week's tool. That's what it's time for. Hey, guess who my guess who my winner is, DJ Carrot Sticks?
0: The FBI guy.
2: Um actually it's a dual winner last week's fool this week's tool. I got to give uh Loretta Lynch uh for her meeting with um Clinton on the airplane which stunk to high heaven. Uh we're all supposed to believe that that was just coincidence that they happened to be in the same place same time although anybody who understands anything about government you know the coordinated effort that went on with secret service with all the aides and the staffers there were no phones there were there was no documentation of it. CNN I guess reportedly is reporting tonight, uh, allegations of bribery going on. Um, so it seems pretty clear now that Loretta Lynch, when she said, well, I'll take the recommendations of, of the FBI, was because she knew that the FBI was going to recommend not prosecuting. How convenient. So then, of course, this week's tool is Jim Comey, who was a tool of the left. And the Saul alinsky like Clinton, who it, who are literally their agenda is to destroy this country to take it over and transform it into their little Marxist utopia. I don't know what was in it for him. I... would The word on the street is this guy was an honest broker, that he really was what they, what the GOP had said, that he was a, a career, you know, um, investigator who would only go where the facts lead. But part of the problem that I had with the GOP saying that up front is that it gave him cover because now when the people are going, what you came out and you, you basically laid out a case against Hillary Clinton and detailed all the ways that she broke the law, but you won't recommend prosecution. For those of us who were saying that now the left can say, well, gee, the GOP said that he was a stand up guy. So if he's saying, I even heard people on my own station today basically saying, well, Comey knew this is what prosecutors do. If they know that they can't win, you know, they don't take it to trial. He already had the proof. He gave us the proof in the speech today. There was no excuse for him to not. And by the way, he's not a prosecutor. He's an investigator. Either, either recommend and hand it over and recommend charges or just keep your mouth shut and just hand it over to the, to the DOJ. He was, he came out there. He participated in the charade this weekend and then came out there today to shut the American people up. He was a tool used by the left and used by the Clintons. There are many people today who are down who are saying, this is it, we've got a one-party system. The the fix is in not just for her to avoid uh, charges and and to avoid being criminally prosecuted, but the fix is in for her to become president with a one-party system. I, I I don't believe that. I don't believe that the GOP wants her to be president. I think that there are some in the establishment who do. I think George will and others because they they see Trump as a threat to their entire system. And so I do think that there's a faction of the GOP establishment that would rather, they don't want Hillary as much as they would rather Hillary than somebody who's going to come in and upset the apple cart. Um, I do believe that if Trump gets elected, we will have a new AG. We will have somebody like Chris Christie who who will so want to make a name for himself that he would crawl over broken glass to get her indicted. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we we rally together. That it's like Congressman Issa said earlier that we can if we continue to fight for freedom. We can take our country back. I believe I really believe that we can. I started the day really down, really like disgusted by everything, ready to throw my hands up, but you know we can't do that. We do have to continue to fight. It's not over. Okay? It may be over now in terms of, you know, um Hillary facing prosecution. But also, here's another bit of good good news for this inside. of me. We don't have to... Many people thought the worst-case scenario would be for her to face indictment. Then she's got to leave the campaign trail. And then we got a tougher opponent in the form of Biden and Warren, possibly. Uh, now we know we've got a Clinton-Trump ticket. Unless we've got these Never Trump people or anybody at the convention deciding they're going to try to take it away from Trump. And my message to the Never Trump people is the disgust that the American people had today with Hillary Clinton and that fix, you everybody should be rallying together and say, no way is that woman going to win the White House. So let's join together on that. And join me every Tuesday right here, Drive Time, 6 p.m. on AM 1170, KCBQ. Follow me on Twitter. Friend me on Facebook. Let's keep the conversation rolling. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you all. Have a great night, everybody.
0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn,